Good morning. It's great to be with you this morning and to be speaking on this passage from Philippians, which is it's just really encouraging, isn't it? Um, for anyone that doesn't know me, uh, I'm Jonathan, of course, and um, I work as a web developer during the week. And um, uh, yeah, so just helping to create new websites and providing support for them. And um, yeah, it's been great to be part of Hope Church since the start of the journey and I'm on the leadership team here and it's yeah it's just be great to be speaking to you this morning so welcome. Um, so yeah today we're looking at the topic of dealing with anxiety in a time of change and um, as we're coming out of lockdown hopefully it is potentially quite an anxious time isn't it? I don't know how everyone is feeling this morning, how you're feeling as you look to the future you might have mixed emotions. You're probably feeling joy about starting to be able to see some friends and family again, as as we we shared at the start of the service, uh, looking towards summer and all the good things that that could bring. Hopefully, some of us might even be able to go on holiday if we're lucky. And all the legal restrictions will be lifted, um, apart from perhaps some advice to keep social distancing. So that, that is really what we hope for, but is that is what is going to happen? Who knows? I mean, hopefully, but you may be feeling apprehension about this. Will it last? Will we have to go back into lockdown again in the future? Even if things go well, perhaps actually you've enjoyed some aspects of lockdown, especially if you're a bit of an introvert like me. Maybe you have a bit of social anxiety about seeing people again about going from working at home if you're doing an office job, you've been avoiding the commute, working in your pyjamas or whatever, having to go back in and see people. It's quite a change. Yet the good news is that we can bring our anxieties to God. Worries are a natural part of our lives, but we can bring them to him and receive his peace. That is the central premise of the passage that we've heard this morning and that we're looking at. Even if you're perhaps the kind of person that doesn't outwardly express the worries, you're more of the kind of traditional English stereotype of a stiff upper lip and keep calm and carry on the kind of attitude and you repress any feelings of worry. I'm sure you've got things that you might need to deal with this morning. And uh, so like at the end of my talk, we're going to have a bit of a time of uh, just bring to mind things we might be concerned about and just a time to to reflect and listen to a worship song and pray and then we'll have our breakout groups as usual afterwards just to to talk a bit about what we've discussed and there might be some things you just want to pray between you and God this morning and there might be some things you want to share in the breakout time and pray with other people and we really love to encourage prayer and supporting one another here at Hope Church and that's one of our, our key values and um, so it'd be great to do that later on. Um, so anyway back to the passage so our reading today is from Philippians. It's one of the letters from the Bible that's written by Paul. And the keynote of the letter is joy. And it's quite incredible, really, that it's all about joy, considering the circumstances that it's, it's written in. Um, Paul writes this letter while he's under house arrest in Rome. He's at the centre of the Roman Empire and he's rating trial for his belief in Jesus. He's surrounded by lots of people that 
that don't believe in Jesus, many of the, the Jewish people uh, are also not a big fan of his 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 newfound faith in in God and they're they're trying to look for a way to to get him in trouble he spends two years under house arrest and this is one of the letters that he's written so he's definitely got grounds for concerns and worries he's likely chained to a prison guard to stop him escaping he is in a house people can come visit he has the chance to to teach and preach but he can't go where he wants there are even those that are going around, as we hear in chapter one, people that are preaching the gospel insincerely, just hoping to stir up trouble for Paul and to get him in an even worse situation. He perhaps faces the prospect of death at the end of his trial. Yet his attitude is that Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or death. So how can he have joy and hope in, in such circumstances? Well, Paul has his hope, not in this life, but in the life to come. And he's been transformed by the way of following Jesus. He leaves his life out of life of worship. We see at the start of the passage that he advises, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. This joy of worship and rejoicing, it changes our perspective. It's lifting our gaze off our problems and onto God. Five times throughout this letter, we see the word joy and six times we read rejoice. He's very keen for us to celebrate in spite of our circumstances. The joy of the Lord bubbles up through his lighting as you read through the letter. And I, I encourage you to uh, read through the, the whole of Philippians. It is only four chapters. It's not very long. It's very encouraging. Hopefully you might have experienced something of this joy here during our times of worship at Hope Church or in other places if you've joined in with worship. And if you're, you're just figuring out what faith means, I yeah, it's, it's really great to be able to worship and I, I really pray that you experience something of the Holy Spirit's joy as you worship. And Paul's joy is not just wishful thinking, it's rooted in his secure faith in Jesus. It's not, oh everything's going to be fine and just a kind of whimsy happiness that sometimes we might experience in our culture today. He has the worries and concerns that we all have, yet these fade away in this eternal perspective. His hope is in Jesus. He knows that the Lord has died for his sin and rose again, defeating death. He knows that all who believe in him can have eternal life and joy. As we hear at church celebrated last Sunday, Easter Sunday, his thinking is rooted in the reality of the Easter story, the risen and resurrected Jesus. Paul firsthand experienced this in a dramatic encounter that changed the trajectory of his life. He was going around persecuting Christians and then Jesus comes and gives him a great revelation and he's blinded and he's led to the very Christians he's been persecuting in a remarkable way that God works and his whole life changes, he becomes one of them and he preaches about this newfound freedom that he's found in Christ 
And that's what he's been talking about earlier in this letter as we come to this passage. He's saying, in spite of all that God has done, rejoice. In spite of our troubles, we have reason to hope. Whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. Forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, our citizenship is in heaven. Paul's hope is in his eternal life. He's not free of the troubles of this life, but rather has a different perspective facing them. He knows that God is with him, whatever happens. We too can have our perspective changed and our gaze listed in, in worship. You might right, be thinking now, well, that all sounds great, Jonathan, but things haven't been so good for me right now. And I, I just don't feel like it. And I understand for this past year, for many people, it's been very difficult. We've, we've been through a pandemic. We will probably know people that have lost loved ones. And in our worship, we can be honest and cry out to God from our pain and from our hurt. We don't have to pretend that we don't have these feelings. You can be angry at God. It is okay to be so. Many of the Psalms, songs of worship in the Bible, express the different authors' regrets and fears and pain that they've experienced. You can bring them to God and speak his truth over them. The regular times of worship are so powerful just to cry out to God and to to cry out for his intercession and say, Lord, I'm, I'm going through this difficult thing, yet I know you are bigger and you are stronger and you can deal with it. If you, you haven't tried having a time of worship, a quiet time just listening to some worship music um, during the week, if you've just only worshipped at church on Sundays, I really recommend just to have a, a time during the week, maybe just near the start of your day, just to go on YouTube, listen to a worship song or two it can really lift your mood and you can sing if you feel like it but you don't have to um we can worship in silence just to reflect on on god's word and just to have peace in his presence um in, indeed before we were praying when we we're praying for the service today <laughs> just before it started one of the words we had was about just to be still and calm and just to know god's peace and I pray that you can know that. Talking about fears, we go looking further down our verses that we have this morning. How do we deal with our fear? Well, in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you know, to present our requests to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. So we are just to give our worry to God. We've heard about worship and Paul starts with worship because that's the antidote to worry. We change our perspective and we don't just pretend we don't have problems, but we take them to God. He talks about this lovely language of transcending all understanding. That's, we don't know how God is going to work everything out, of course, but we know that he can. Um, as it says in my study Bible about the full dimensions of God's love and care are beyond human comprehension. Just because his His ways are, are greater than our ways. We can't fully understand them all. But yet we can have faith and trust 
and know that God will work all things out for good for those who love him. Uh, later on, we'll look at some practical ways to pray. And your prayers don't have to be big or fancy or say the right words. You can, as I was encouraging before, you can simply be honest to God and bring your worries to him. And know that peace in return. Um, many of you might have known or heard about uh, the famous book called The Pilgrim's Progress by John Bunyan, which is written many years ago by a Christian called John Bunyan. And he just has this lovely metaphor for it in that of um, the, the hero of his story, I've forgotten his name now, but he, at the start, he's going around carrying his weights and his fears and his concerns, his worry around like a big heavy rucksack on his back. And he gets to the point in the story where he comes across and he just gives all his fears and worries over to Jesus. And he literally feels this great weight fall from him. The rucksack that at the start, he couldn't figure out how to take off. He didn't know how to put away his fears and worries. He can, it just falls off and falls to his feet. And we, we can do the same. And obviously this is not just a one-time thing. As lovely as that would be, it's it's a daily practice, but it's it's so life-giving, fulfilling to be able to come and to give your worries to God. And we don't have to do this alone. We can support one another. That's where we'll be praying for one another later. Um, and obviously Malcolm Rose, our vicar, he's always uh, available if you've got particularly something weighing down on you that you, you want to talk through and have someone to pray with. Um, you can also pray with uh, any good Christian friends that you know. And it's so important that we support and bear one another with our concerns. Um, and then lastly, uh, as we're, we're heading towards the end of my talk, I just want to reflect on the final bit of our verse. So we've heard about how worship is the antidote to worry, to rejoice in the Lord always, and, and how the difference that can make. We've looked at how in prayer we can just bring our worries to God and leave them there. And finally, we're going to think about thinking about good things and dwelling on those and not our concerns. Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, if anything is lovely or admirable, excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or heard or seen from me, put it into practice. So thinking and Doing good things can bring us peace. Uh, there's a well-known Chinese proverb you might have heard that it's better to light a candle in the dark than to curse the darkness. If we can focus too much on the negative around, which can be easy to do, especially in this time as we're, we're coming out of lockdown, there's going to be many news stories ahead of uncertainty. Perhaps COVID case numbers will rise again. Perhaps other things affecting your life will come up. You can't get weighed down by these things. Um, obviously, with with things, when I'm talking about worries, there's stuff that you need to, to deal with and it doesn't mean ignoring your problems, but there's a difference between thinking about ways to deal with situations that arise and putting those into action and dwelling on them and spending too much time thinking about them, which is not good. We are advised to 
focus our thoughts on whatever is true or noble, right or pure. Um, as it says elsewhere in scripture, Jesus talks in Luke's gospel about the eyes being um, the lamp of the body and what we look at makes a difference, doesn't it? What we spend time doing. Um, if we spend too much time looking into dark things and thinking of dark places, then that can affect our whole mindset and our whole way of living. Yet if we look at the light, then that can change us too. Um, it's good to be aware of what's going on around us, but don't dwell too much on the bad news. Instead, we have to focus on the light. So following the way of Jesus is not about living a life that was easy. As we've seen in Paul's example, he faced many troubles in his ministry since becoming a Christian. Yet he could still praise God and live out his life of worship. Worship is the antidote to worry, and we have to bring all our worries to God in prayer. We don't have to do this alone. God calls us not just as individuals, but as a collective group, the church, to support one another and to live this life together. And we have hope in heaven to come. Our hope is not just in this life, but in eternal life. And if you've not made this decision, to, to follow Jesus yet, if it's something you're still working out, then I really encourage you, a personal experience is the best decision that you could ever make. So, um, as we come to close, just the last couple of suggestions. Um, and in fact, well, we're going to talk about these in our breakout group, so I'll, I'll leave those for your breakout group leaders to discuss. We're going to end in a, a, doing this practical activity of bringing our worries to God that um, I suggested. So, um, yeah, we're going to have a time just to listen to a worship song. And if you have a pen and paper, it'd be great if you could um, find those now, if you've got a, a piece of paper or a pen with you. And uh, we're we're just going to have a time where we can write down some of the worries or concerns that might be particularly pertinent to us right now and to give them to God. And then if you want to, just as a sign that you don't have to worry about them anymore, you can rip them up and throw them away because we don't have to worry about those anymore. Um, so, uh, Tom, if we could have the worship song now and we have time. And... Uh, in fact, I'll just pray first before we begin, and then we'll go into that. Um, so yeah, dear Father, thank you for all that we've learned from your word this morning. Um, thank you that even though we have these worries and concerns in our lives, that we can bring them to you, Lord, and help us to to make this an ongoing practice, Lord, and not to dwell on them, but to bring them to you and to have the help of others to bear our burdens. Um, and Lord, we just pray as we enter this time now of reflection and prayer for a couple of minutes that you speak to us and be with us. And as it says in the word that we've heard, that we may know your peace that passes all understanding, that will guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.